Welcome to the Boozy Banter Podcast. Tonight, Brian and Matt set their sights on Oregon as they welcome Brett Huggins of Eola Hills Winery. We learn about the founding of his family's winery, drink some of their delicious wines, talk through the obvious progression from selling insurance to making wine, have conversations about wine, drink some more of their delicious wine, talk about the space program, drink more delicious wine, talk about how I love everyone in this room. Seriously. We should get together more often. I mean, what? Oh, we should start. Okay. Settle in. (laughs) You're my best friends. Welcome to Boozy Banter. Bienvenue à Boozy Banter. (laughs) Welcome to Boozy Banter, brought to you by Wine Styles, where Brian, Matt, and a cast of characters start out chatting about all things booze and end up in places and conversations completely unexpected. Settle in. Even their rabbit holes have tangents. Hi, Brian. Hi, Matt. Hi, Brett. (sighs) Hello. Welcome to the show, and thanks for joining us. What are you Who, doing? Who's he? Thanks he's the new guy. Oh, he's, he's the new guy. He's going to be here every week. <laughs> I can get better. <laughs> I, I know. You don't, gotta, you don't have to make I, fun of me. No, I have a contract. <laughs> <laughs> you do, but it doesn't mean much. <laughs> well, welcome. I told you, right off the rails, we're going to, right out of the shot, we're, shoot, we're, getting, we're getting silly already, but we, we're uh, tickled to have you here. Uh, what are we doing again? <laughs> yeah. Tell me why we're here again. Well, I mean, I think uh, with the advancements in uh, rocket technology, our space program will. No, no, it's not. That's no, not that not kind that. of show, man. Oh, okay. Nope. So, we're going to talk about wine and, talk and about uh, wine. more Brett wine was, and. Yeah, Brett was uh, kind enough to make the uh, what about five hour drive down? Yeah, yeah. a little over five hours. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Waukesha. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so we're definitely just going to talk Oregon wine. We'll probably have you been to Oregon, Brian? I have been to Oregon a couple times. Okay. Yep. Okay. So we can. We can is that where the space stories. needle is? Yes. Okay. Yes. I was just checking yes. on, make yeah. sure. Sometimes I get confused with geography, so I have been there. Yeah. Well, that's what we tell the, or that's what they tell the Californians, so that they'll, you know, just drive all the way. We up keep there going. Yeah. Head up. And yeah. Their land just up there. North, once yeah. you get to the space needle, yeah, you're yeah, perfectly. That's, that's you're in Oregon. <laughs> Enjoy the wine. <laughs> We promise you get to talk at some point. Yeah. <laughs> We're pretty sure you do. Yeah, yeah. Okie dokie. So, Brett, where shall we start, Brian? Shall we just... Tell us about yourself, so, my yeah, friend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. tell yeah. us about the, the family, the, yeah. the wine, so, you know. I'm excited to share some of Yola Hills wines with you guys today. Mm-hmm. Um, I live in Waukesha, Wisconsin. So, mm-hmm. my family started Yola Hills Wine Cellars based out of Rick Real, Oregon. And a lot of people probably, you know, the question, a lot of questions I get asked is why... Why you live in Waukesha? Um, I live in Waukesha because I follow my fiance out there. Um, but the first time anyone from my family has ever moved outside of Oregon, so um, oh wow! So it has yeah, nothing to do deal. with the witness protection program. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> okay. So checking. You're not expanding into Pinot Noir no. plantings <laughs> no. and you know Waukesha or blueberry wine in Waukesha. No. Followed the fiance out there. Followed my fiance nice. out here. She was born and raised and. Oconomowoc, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. and um, I met her a few years back, had her live with me in the vineyard for a while mm-hmm. as I I managed our brand in the Northwest, and um, she missed her family, and just, we didn't do much sales out here, yeah. mainly because it's a family business, we really just mainly focus our efforts in our own backyard in Oregon, so um, living in Waukesha for about a year now, and um, it's been great. It's uh, been a process of uh, growing a new brand and a new territory, and our wines have been received really well, and it's been fun, and our portfolios are growing in uh, our different states that I manage, so I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for the, you know, hopefully um, more and more of you guys out there will hear Viola Hills out here in the Midwest. So Well, that's got to be you know, pretty gratifying, too, just to be able to almost forge new territory. And, right. And being back in Oregon, I'm sure anyone you talk with, you know, knows of your, your winery and your family and yeah. to actually get to tell the story. Yeah. You, you, you go out in Oregon and you'll, you'll, you'll stop in and you'll see our wine in multiple mm-hmm. places and mm-hmm. come out to the Midwest. And that's not necessarily the case. Mm-hmm. And so mainly because me and my sister have been mainly overseeing this outside sales okay. for our brand. And we both lived in Oregon our whole entire lives. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's nice being able to go in and share the stories and, and, um, you know, all our farming practices mm-hmm. and, you know, our, our wide variety of portfolio of wines, too, that is uh, uncommon for most 
wineries in the in the Lemon Valley. So, okay. yeah. so when did I have a couple of serious questions? When did you get your okay. first cheese hat? I haven't yeah. got a cheese hat no, yet. Not yet. No. Get, uh, are you no, a Packers fan? I have to be a Packers fan. Yeah, I was going to say. You, and if you're not, I yeah. wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't I'm, admit that you're not a Packers I, fan. I am dying to go to a Packers game. I'm dying <laughs> to go to a Bucks game. I'm a big sports guy. Yeah. So. Uh, my whole family's we're really big into sports. In fact, actually, back at the winery, we do uh, we do organized travel for. Oh yeah, yeah, for, we we're talking about that. A little well, bit. we do. We would do the Europe trips yep. that we were talking about. But we also do organized travel for uh, Oregon State. Oh, yeah, okay. Oregon State. Yeah, yeah. My dad, uh, you you won't find a bigger Oregon State fan than my dad. On well, the W today, yeah. Right, oh yeah. my gosh! Like, or, was, no, it was like last a, night, wasn't it? Was it? Last Oklahoma night, State. Yeah. And, yeah. I feel like I'm dreaming. Yeah, yeah. Is Oregon Honestly, State it's hard Cor- to believe. Corvallis. Yeah, it's Corvallis. Yeah. yeah. We, we don't care about the, those there. guys in Eugene. Yeah, yeah. yeah we don't care about those guys. <laughs> Got to go further south for that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm always amazed that a uh, talking sports a little bit here, and we'll get back to what are we here for? Oh yeah, wine. <laughs> yeah. That uh, a, a town the size of Green Bay can support a a major league right. football team. Yeah. I mean, what's the town? Fifty thousand or something like that. It's not very big. I, I will agree with you on that. Yes. Uh, because apparently my contract is going to depend on that. <laughs> <laughs> He's making a finger across the throat <laughs> sign to me right now. <laughs> no, I just I think it's amazing. Yeah. That, yeah, small market. That, yeah. Right? Yeah. that whole state, I mean, the support in Green Bay is, is yeah. phenomenal. But that whole, the whole state of Wisconsin is incredibly loyal to their sports. Yeah. And beer and cheese. And beer and cheese, <laughs> yeah. And I'm trying yeah. to work on the wine game. Yeah, so. well, it'll, it'll get there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> just for our uh, listeners out there who, you know, we said Oregon, which hopefully our uh, grade school geography <laughs> programs have not uh, failed you. But for those of our listeners that are listening in, you know, Moldova mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, possibly India. Uh, so Oregon, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, in the Northwest, but uh, Willamette Valley, you're going to... Yeah. You know, head your way down southwest uh, from Portland. Um, and, you know, I'm just going to start talking. Correct me when I'm wrong. Yeah, um, so far you're yeah, There's going to be okay. a lot of correction going <laughs> so on. So about... You uh, said Oregon, right? And you yeah, said Willamette, right? There so, we go. Yeah. And then about, I don't know, 50 or so miles southwest of Portland is Salem, the mm-hmm. capital. And that's at the, the south edge of Eola. Yes. Um, yep. Eola. And so we're oh. in a little a little town called Rick Real. Okay. So... Um, it's maybe about 10 miles outside of Salem. Okay. So um, Dundee is mainly the really big oh, yeah, territory yeah. where a lot of people think of like a miniature Napa out there. Mm-hmm. It's a really fast and growing wine country out there. And we're about uh, 45 miles south of them. So they're okay. more, they get that Portland crowd mm-hmm. and we get more of that Corvallis, Eugene crowd. Mm-hmm. Um but, you know, plenty of wineries out in yeah. Oregon. You go out there, they call it the land of blue signs. <laughs> and you go out here, you see blue signs that have, yeah. you know, gas stations and yeah. You know, uh, hotel accommodations and food. I mean, we have blue signs just for wineries. It's it's quite incredible. So do you get more of the, kind of not the day tripper folks, you know, the ones that are out there driving around for maybe a week? Or? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, there's multiple different, I mean, Oregon is beautiful wine country. It's a bit relatively new wine country when you compare it to, you know, Europe and even California. But when you go to Oregon, there's regions that are popping up out of everywhere that are growing varietals and it's becoming warmer and warmer in Oregon too. So, you know, we've, Willamette Valley is kind of what everyone thinks of when they think of, you know, especially specifically Pinot Noir, but, um, you know, Willamette Valley, Rogue Valley down South. And then, you know, when you get to Eastern Washington, that's basically Eastern Oregon. It's right across the river, the Columbia river there. Um, there's lots of different, you know, wine growing regions out there in Oregon. That's, that will keep people there for quite some time if they want to keep people. Mm-hmm. Lots of stops. Lots of stops. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Sorry. There are a lot of different accounts I could just ask if you were checking right now. But uh, well, we'll roll into that later yeah, in the podcast. Yeah. But, uh, so Dallas Golf Club. Good place? Dallas Golf Club. Yeah. That was random. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Trust me. It's all, <laughs> yeah. you'll get to know me. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I actually have Chinese things and squirrels yeah. and so on. Yeah. I, I love golf. Um, That's why I brought it up. Yeah, I know. I probably We're going to go to uh, uh, Oak Knoll Golf Course next. Okay. Oak Knoll. Okay. Right. Are, you, yes. are you like reading Oak from, Knoll's, from no, the I'm bio? Looking, I'm just looking at <laughs> Oak Knoll's a great, a great little wine account of ours, too. They, of course, they were, they were neighbors. In fact, I, I when I moved to Waukesha, the house I lived on was right across the street. So both public courses? Yeah. 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 I was looking up uh, Eola Hills to see where it was. Oh, okay. And all the, gotcha. you know, all the different places. Dallas yeah. comes up. and mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. 
It's been a while since I played golf in Oregon, but I can, I mean, I've been pretty impressed with the ones in, in, not Waukesha, but the ones in Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Oh yeah. yeah. There's some, um, isn't, uh, what's the whistling straits or whatever it's in that, all those, all those courses. Geneva. Yeah. There's a lot of nice ones out there. Right there on the, on the water. I thought that was a tribute band to the dire straits. It was. Yes. There's an all-whistling tribute band to the Dire Straits. <laughs> whistling Straits. We, we do the same thing, but we whistle to all of their music. Yeah, that's great. What's wrong with you? Well, hey, I'm drinking this. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say, what's the first thing yeah, we got going yeah, in the glass here? Let's talk yeah, about that. Not yeah, a normal yeah. uh, grape that you run across in the right. Willamette. No, oh. no, it's not. Um, being a family-owned winery, we, we give our winemaker, Steve Anderson, a lot of freedom to be able to make wines that he desires. So if he wants to make a Oregon Syrah, if he wants to make an Oregon Tempranillo, if he wants to make an Oregon, you know, whatever it is, you know, we give him the freedom to do that. He's an incredible winemaker. And as long as he can produce good wine, why not? Yeah. How long has he been with you? Uh, Since 91, a long time. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Started out as a cellar rat, as an assistant winemaker. In fact, um, I mean, he, there are some great winemakers that have, have come through the winery over the days. Um, Ken Wright being one, one of our wow. original winemakers. Yeah. And he's built a name for himself. He's kind of like the Robert Mondavi of Oregon, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, Joe Dobbs is my uncle. Oh. Uh, for, uh, okay. sure wow. I shared that with oh, you guys yeah. earlier or not. Yeah, but some... Joe Dobbs is my uncle. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, you see the you know, the Dobbs family estate handprints sure. on the... Yep. Yeah. That's my, those are my cousin's handprints. So we got two wineries basically in our, our family, which makes, you know, holidays interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. My wine's better than your wine. No, yeah. it's not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. You know, that's one thing I, I do, I will miss. Um, and hopefully we can get back to, you know, traveling back, back to Oregon for holidays. But blind tastings are fun. You know, we, oh, we, get, we bring all the wines. Oh, no yeah. way. We bring out, we, you know, we... This last year, we were like, okay, next year we're getting a trophy. A person has bragging rights for a year. And it's just, yeah. it's fun. It's fun. And everyone in our family, of course, loves wine. You have to, right? So, uh, but yeah, holidays holidays are a good time. Holidays are a great time. I love those family trophy things, too, where you just basically find a random trophy. Just go to that's Goodwill. Somebody, yeah, Goodwill. Yeah, 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 right. Got a llama on <laughs> yeah, top right, or something. Matter, yeah. it's like... <laughs> right. Um, no, but this Sauv Blanc, um, this is uh, probably the only... Oregon Sauv Blanc that you will try out here in distribution that's available uh, to, you know, an account like Wine Styles out here in Iowa. Not a lot of people are doing it in Oregon at all, but hardly anyone is distribu- or making enough to distribute it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Normally winery only type stuff. Right, yeah, know. yep. Um, but, you know, our, and it usually doesn't get warm enough, a warm enough climate for mm-hmm. a Sauv Blanc. You know, it's usually a warmer, warmer climate varietal like Ocab and, you know, Sangiovese Zinfandel, Sauvignon Blanc, but our winemaker killed it with this one. Yeah. Um, it's an excellent, excellent Sauv Blanc in general, but it's an amazing Oregon Sauv Blanc. So. It reminds me a tad of, there's just that hint of salinity on it, and there's something Loire about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's not quite as austere as, as some mm-hmm. of those you know, can be, but uh, yeah. But yeah there's, uh, well, you nailed it on the head with the peach, the peach yeah. grapefruit oh, guava. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. This is a, I mean, it's I hate to say that this is my summer wine because I like to be able to say that I can turn up the heat in the house and have this one ever. But sure. this is this is my summer wine mm-hmm. choice for sure. What's uh, approximate retail on something like this? Uh, we try to keep Ish. it under. We try to keep it under seventeen. Yeah, it's yeah. for the oh, quality yeah. price ratio. It's. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say twenty some. So yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Very and, you good. know it varies. You know every state's different. Yep. And, Every, like everyone knows, oh, know. freight's different, taxes yeah. are different, so it fluctuates. But well, and that's something we talk about a lot here in the shop too. Is you know, there's it, it may seem like a short walk of you know nine dollars to to fifteen or to seventeen, mm-hmm. but you know the walk on quality and what you can get out of something you know that's retailing for five compared to something that's retailing right. for, for 17. Jump. Yeah. There's a reason why. Yeah. And it's not necessarily that, you know, that's an inferior winemaker or anything like that. It's just how a $5 wine has to be made mm-hmm. to cost $5. Right. Well, uh, straining toes and fingers and so on out of wine is expensive. Well, so yeah. Yeah. The so you, you co-ferment ones, right? it, you know, I believe. You co-ferment, yeah. it's, it gets a little more spendy. Yeah. 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 But we don't, we don't right, cut Brian? corners. Yeah. We don't, you know, a lot of, I'm not going to bash anyone. Yeah. I'm just saying some producers, they like to, get that cost down as low as it can around right? the edges right and we don't cut corners we put a lot of money into our vineyards mm-hmm. we put a lot of money into our winemaking um but um 
yeah i mean our goal is to make an affordable bottle of wine that you Mm -hmm. can drink every day if you're a guy like me Mm -hmm. i like uh i like enjoying a glass of wine every night yeah um and i would hate to pay (laughs) you know a certain amount of money if i'm drinking a glass of wine every night so so how much of so are are all of your family's wines estate wines or not everything no 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 we wouldn't be able to i mean we do control a lot of the farming for a lot of our wines, okay. but um, long-term contracts, things like that. Yeah, yeah, okay. we built some good relationships over the years. Where mm-hmm. long time, you know, we've been trading Pinot Noir. We we grow Pinot Noir, arguably is we have the best growing or growing conditions for Pinot Noir in the world, arguably with you know mm-hmm. Bordeaux or Burgundy. Mm-hmm. Well, and I mean, you uh, look at what Forty Third Parallel or whatever. Mm-hmm. That uh, I mean, yeah, makes sense. Right, um, but we do source a lot of fruit from other places. Mm-hmm. You know. We can't grow Syrah in the Willamette Valley. It's just tough, yeah. right? So we'll get some from Umpqua or Rogue and mm-hmm. down south where it gets a little riper. Sangiovese and Zinfandel comes out of Lodi, California. Okay. We've been doing a lot of uh, business with them for a long time. Nice. But um, we like to we like to source the fruit from wherever we think and we believe that it grows the best. Mm-hmm. So if we don't, it's not going to grow very good in the Willamette <laughs> Valley. We're not going to, you know, that's a big investment to make yeah. a... A vintage, you yeah. know, so. You're not just going to make something so that you can have something unique. That says, yeah, right. Yeah, here's your Syrah from yeah. Willamette. But at the same yeah. time, we do give yeah. our winemaker that freedom to, you know, experiment. Because if no one does it, then no one will know, mm-hmm. you know, so. Um, and we found that our winemaker has done some things that we've seen that's trending mm-hmm. now. So, you know, it's kudos to him. So, nice. yeah. Mm-hmm. What should we try next? Mm-hmm. Let's do the Pinot Gris. Yeah. Done. Yeah, the, Hey flag. Jeff, can you get us a Pinot Gris, please? <laughs> yeah, and the the white Pinot Noir as well. If you yeah, can, if you get, get that, that for us, that'd be great. <laughs> oh wait, they're giving you a hard time. <laughs> no, we would never do that to Jeff. <laughs> never give Jeff a hard time. Uh, we'll bring it's the white Pinot Noir next time. Years. What's that? It's been going on for eight years. Well, and it's going to go on for another eight, young man. Yeah. You're here forever. <laughs> This is, this is purgatory. Of, of purgatories, it's not going to be bad for you. You know, of all the ones you could have had. But uh. So this is this is all estate. This is all, and the same with the Sauvignon Blanc. Uh, this is our flagship. This is kind of what we've been known for. And when people think of, you know, the most popular varietal coming out of Oregon, specifically Willamette Valley, they could think of Pinot Gris. Mm-hmm. Um, which I found out in, you know, the different parts of the, the nation, it's, it's not a huge following for Pinot Gris. Um, in fact, we, you know, we, we, we produce a Riesling that now I think there's, we sell more Riesling in Wisconsin this past year than we do in our home state of Oregon. Um, but that in Oregon, that is what we're known for. Uh, our Pinot Noir and Pinot Gris are our flagships in Chardonnay. But, um, so when we first tried this today, you remember mm-hmm. I asked you if it was unoaked? Yeah. Cause I thought it, I thought it was Chardonnay. Oh, because no, it's unoaked. it's so well. I you know I don't think any think pinot is soft. Oak, it's, is little, it? it's soft, like but a, it's it like it's, Chardonnay, it's but... it absolutely is. Mm-hmm. I I didn't think when I was somewhat blind tasting it because I didn't look at the label. I thought it was Chardonnay. Mm-hmm. So it has a little bit of that. Normally, Pinot Gris is you know mm-hmm. real fleshy. Yeah, this one doesn't seem which I like. Mm-hmm. It's it's a little bit different than most yeah. Pinot Gris. Yeah, and we have a Chardonnay too that we'll get to that a lot of people. Oregon Chardonnay does not match the same profile as a California Chardonnay. <laughs> no. And so no. our Chardonnay tends to be more on the Pinot Gris-esque. Mm-hmm. Like, so um, well, you weren't too far off. Oh, so good though. Like, yeah. Pinot Grigio for me always seems like a kind of an alcohol delivery vehicle. And you know, I gravitate <laughs> a little more towards Pinot Gris, you know, that expression mm-hmm. of, of the grape. Yep. Yeah, Just I do be, too. Because of that texture, because of, you know, something, there's a little more oomph behind it yeah i love italian wine but pinot grigio is really not my thing in the italian Mm -hmm. wine world Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. serve me up a chianti or sangiovese of any kind but pinot gris has got to be oregon is really where it's at for me yeah pinot gris and this one again completely different than than a you know a lot of the pinot gris i'm used to yeah beer points guy this guy 92 in the wine enthusiast which for for the price point that it's at that's uh pretty uncommon you know it's uh like this is the same ballpark i've never seen this wine over 17 just to kind of be on the same level like 17 is a high high end of our wines um for our white wines at least but 
So if you look at some of your, not competitors necessarily, but some other mm-hmm. wineries like Shehalem, for example, mm-hmm. yeah. their Pinot Gris is completely different than this. Oh, it's, yeah. it's a little huge. higher elevation. Yep. It's lighter yep. and yep. floral. And I think I like yeah. this better. Yeah. <laughs> be very quiet. <laughs> very, very quiet. We're hunting wabbits. <laughs> uh, well, randomly, though, uh, since you brought up the, the points thing, because I, I actually have no idea how, you know, wines will get reviewed in that way so uh, yeah. is it something where you you would box up you know a couple of cases and send them yeah you know, i mean yeah. do they request submissions do you, yep little yeah. post-it note vote for me yeah yeah hundred dollars wrapped around every neck <laughs> yeah right yeah right right and that exactly. will That's you'll see that you will see that yeah. i mean different um point sites i mean there's wine enthusiast wine spectator um was it james james suckling suckling yeah um Bills, you know, International Bills Wine Report. Yeah. There's there's tons yeah. of different ones, and there's ones that are a little bit more critical and uh, than others. Um, but you know, wine enthusiasts and wine spectators are usually the ones that we you know when we get a good score from them, it's uh, we feel pretty good about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, like when you made that joke about you know attaching a hundred dollar bill to yeah. one. <laughs> That, you know, I, I maybe yeah. the San Francisco State Fair, like that. You know, yeah. you see those kind of like yeah. really <laughs> odd, like oh, it's ninety four points. Um, no, we don't, we don't, we don't, I guess we don't mess around with, uh, we like to stick to when we do submit varietals, if we make enough of it, we don't want to submit a varietal that we know we're going to sell out before we even get the ratings back. Um, but we usually stick to wine enthusiast and wine spectator. So, but yeah, we, we were pretty pleased with, you know, and and also another thing too, is when, when there's a judge that's tasting your wine and they know the price point, Uh, you know, it's tough. It's tough, you know, you can get that when you're trying to, you know, be an affordable, you know, value wine, mm-hmm. you know, and but also be able to capture the, you know, that Willamette Valley taste mm-hmm. profile. Sure. The judge is, it's, it's, you know, I sometimes wish everything was blind when it came to a judge, you know, oh, geez. being yeah. a judge. Be oh, nice. I agree with you. Yeah. Right, everything I, should be blind. I don't know why it shouldn't be. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. But. Yeah. Because, you know, someone that sells their wine for $18 is going to end up Right. You know, outstripping a forty-five dollar. Sure. You know, yep. yep. That's exactly. Yep. Right. And, yeah. and you know, they're they're donors. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. and, and that, and I think that uh, people are uncomfortable. I guess staking their claim on something if they think they can't back it up. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, if you, you know, a winery you haven't heard of, I mean, we find that here in the store too, where I'll taste a wine, and you know, and, and it'll be you know a twenty-dollar bottle of wine, and I will tell someone, you know, I will drink this wine. You should buy this instead of buying the seventy-five dollar one. Right. And if they don't end up liking it, then all of a sudden I'm nuts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, More nuts than normal. Yeah. I mean, but but they're nuts. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. Like, I'm. I don't see a problem spending fifty, seventy-five for a bottle of wine. No. But no, where no. we get, where we really get jazzed is finding that right that, that, that fifteen gem. to twenty. Yep. Yeah. Anybody can sell. I can sell you yeah. a, a seventy-five dollar bottle of wine all day long. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I have an interesting story that you guys kind of remind me of. So, Uh-oh. I, I, Uh-oh. I, I forget about this. Yeah. So, um, my dad went to Napa, yeah. and um, he went into a uh, into a winery and into a tasting room, and he was exchanging bottles. He's like, "Oh, you know, and this industry thing. You know, you give yeah. people, you know people industry, you give them a discount, industry discount. You also swap bottles if you like." And okay, cool. uh, he was trying to swap. Uh, he was just he, relatively fresh in the market. Um, in the wine industry, I think he's you know been, at this point he's been around for 15, 15 years. Okay. Um, considering we've been around for over thirty years now, it was, it was a while ago. But he was there and he was talking to the, the guy at the tasting room and he would ask him if he wanted to swap bottles and he's like he's like yeah 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 a couple of bottles of Pinot Noir for your Pinot Noir. I'm like sure. He said sure. And he asked for the retail price of our wines, and he told them oh this is nineteen ninety nine. He's like oh well mine's forty. Maybe you can give me two of your bottles for one of ours. My dad, you know, he just—I don't know how he took it. I wasn't there, but he did tell me about it afterwards. And he was like, "Well, just because you, you know, your wine's coming out of Napa. I mean, we're a relatively new, right, mm-hmm. wine market, and we we think that our our quality wine is is up there. So uh, let's have a friendly competition." He says, "How about?" Customers that come in, we'll let them do a blind tasting. <laughs> I like where this is going. And ours won. Yeah. And then 
they won first time and he said he wanted to do it again he said yep and he did it a second time and ours won again so I was like you know what I bet he didn't want to do it a third time I know it's pretty <laughs> awesome I was like how was that like was that awkward after yeah. you left that yeah. he was like no we were mouth laughing about it and yeah. I ended up walking out of there with yeah. bottle for bottle so yeah. I was like okay all right what made it awkward was the fire engine noises he was making as he ran around the room. It always gets awkward when you do that. No. You know? no, well, it's interesting that that would happen in Napa after you know, you know, all the struggles to to get accepted as equals on the world stage. <laughs> right. You know, then to have now an Apple winery is kind of you know, yeah. not all. I mean, you know, obviously no. not all of them, but but yeah, there is that that consumer thought that. You know, if a wine is darker colored and if it right. costs more, then it's obviously better. better. Right. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It's not more expensive has to be better, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's what mm-hmm. they say. Yeah. That's <laughs> quite nice. Yeah. Two for a dollar. <laughs> Want to go to our next wine here? Yeah. Yeah, let's. Oh, we are. Let's, let's do that. Mm-hmm. We're on the, uh, oh, the Riesling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jeff, when you get a chance, we'll take the check to a place. <laughs> <laughs> It's <laughs> hilarious. Uh, <laughs> so we pull fruit from Lemon Valley because I love Jeff. I because I love. <laughs> he loves a lot. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, typical Jeff yeah. spills wine all over the place. <laughs> you did that on purpose, didn't you, you yeah. bastard? Yeah. Uh, we Here, pull fruit it. from Lemon Valley and uh, down south, so um, Rogue Valley for this. Don't forget but this is definitely a, definitely a little bit more on the drier side than what we're actually typically known for. You know, a lot of a lot of. Uh, a lot of domestic Rieslings can sometimes get to be a little, you know, syrupy or a little bit too yeah. sweet. Yeah, um, it's pretty dry. It's, it's pretty dry. It's got, in fact, it's got a, a nice acidity to it. It's got a great balance. Um, this with like an Asian dish. This oh, is, man. This got a little is, petrol uh, on the nose. Spicy pad thai. Right. right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I beg your pardon? Mm-hmm. That's that's what I call you when you're not around. Yeah, you little spicy. Uh, this is my little spicy pad thai. <laughs> pet name yeah that's what they uh, called me in college yeah, yeah. <laughs> right brian you definitely pick up that that petrol that's, oh yeah yep more that german style mm-hmm. yep but riesling's making a huge i mean i feel like um pinot gris is definitely the number one white varietal mm-hmm. chardonnay is making a big comeback in oregon oh, yeah. but riesling yeah riesling yeah there's there's some producers out there that i mean for for instance, Brooks. I'm not sure if you've ever oh, carried yeah. Brooks we carried before. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. they I have like amicus. they have like over ten different mm-hmm. styles of, of Riesling. So, and how does one in Oregon or anywhere outside of Germany denote the sweetness level? So, say How do you? How do we know whether it's because that's it's if you're in the wine world, even if you're not in the wine world, that's kind of an easy way. Cabinets, QBAs, that type mm-hmm. of stuff. It's an easy way to at least know what you're getting. Right. Whereas we don't know what we're getting really. Yeah, you don't do know. We? Especially I mean, when you consider, I mean, no, I mean, the wine, it's different winemaking styles. Sure. And of course, it takes a little bit longer to be able to dry it out. Mm-hmm. It's like this one. So this one probably took a little bit longer in tank. Um, currently, right now, I'm waiting to, I'm waiting for one of our Rieslings to dry up and we're just fighting Mother Nature right now mm-hmm. at this point. But sometimes it just takes a little bit longer. Um, of course, it's, it's pr- pretty easy to, you know, grape juice, Grape juice is sweet, right? Sure. And it takes time to be able yep. to... Is that um, what you mean by dry it out? It just has to take a little longer in the tank? It takes a little longer in the tank, okay. yeah. But when if there's nothing on the back of that label that tells, I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes right. it's hard to tell. Sure. I mean, you're safe to say that most German Rieslings are going to be on a little bit on the drier side, but mm-hmm. you never know with right. here in the States. Well, with, uh, with the grape varietal being kind of on the rise, as you said, mm-hmm. when that does happen... Uh, are there more vineyards being planted or are they tearing out, you know, other grape varietals to make? Um, know, I would just say that, you know, oh yeah. gosh, I forgot this, this statistic here, but I mean, Oregon's got a lot. I mean, we have a lot of vineyards out there, yeah. but you know, considering how much more could be, more vineyards mm-hmm. can be grown out there. I mean, there's huge potential out there, huge potential. And it's getting warmer and warmer. I mean, there's, Idaho is going to be the next wine country oh, too. Yeah. That's up there. Rattlesnake. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, well, England. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I wouldn't necessarily say that anyone's going to replace their their vines or current vines okay. with Riesling, um, but they're just growing more. I mean, you look at. I mean, we're always planting vineyards, so you look out there and it's just expanding. We're mm-hmm. a very very new wine market. Oregon definitely has a name for oh Oregon wines, but 
lots of room to grow, tons of room to go. So, uh, with uh, I've seen a lot of a lot of wineries that have not just tasting rooms but restaurants attached and mm-hmm. you know kind of use their own pairings. And mm-hmm. I know you mentioned earlier that when you f- when your wine was first getting distributed, you were kind of focusing on places like that, like that that whole idea of wine with food and, yeah. and yeah. pairing it. And well, that's what got me into yeah. wine. But mm-hmm. you know, that's I think I feel like Oregon wines are perfect food pairing wines. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes the I love California wines. I love, you know, the Eastern Washington, really heavy, you know, red blend country. Yeah. But uh, Oregon has just got such a great, like, our wines have great acidity, great balance, right? Um, and they just complement food really well. And not just, I mean, I, I'll say that about our wines, but I'll say that about most Willamette Valley wines. You know, we... And I think you were mentioning too that we used to do a Sunday brunch. We don't. We no longer do a Sunday brunch mm-hmm. now. But um, that was a great way to, you know, mm-hmm. to have the restaurant come to us that we featured every Sunday, yeah. and be able to pair all those wines in the tasting room with all those wines. But um, I feel like you know, since moving out here to Wisconsin, I feel like a lot of people are realizing that our wines are the future when it comes to pairing that a great structural acidity with yeah. their menu, their wine men- or their uh, food menus. Mm-hmm is um you know it's a it's pretty common so yeah. yeah well especially with just people in general getting them to think outside of their cabin steak pairing and mm-hmm. you know chardonnay and fish pairing you know that mm-hmm. type of thing it's it's just exposing them to something like that and you know right. once you get that at first time you know you have some great food pairing and start thinking of it as as something that's not just you know one to get lid on or right. two to you know to have with a steak then then all yeah. of a sudden it becomes more of an experience in dinner there's yeah. another reason for that than just getting lit what's that well that's not the that's part of the reason but oh. there are sub region okay reasons. gotcha so you start right. off with you know getting lit and then you work your way down from it gotcha i mean all right i just want to make sure we clarify yeah. i've had people come into the store and say that like they came in uh, just last weekend i think or two weekends ago <laughs> walking in looking around and like you guys have beer and and wine, yeah. Um, like you know, you have some Bud Light, you know, things like that. And I was like, oh, sorry. I mean, if no, we've got some local beer. And it's like, well, you, know, you got any liquor? We're just looking to get lit tonight. <laughs> and then, like, okay, yeah. uh, well, okay, well, you're in the wrong place. Yeah, for yeah. That. yeah. May, may I recommend a Madeira? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. recommend some vermouth. Yeah, that'll, that'll get the start. <laughs> I have support. I have found that our wines, and not just our wines, but Oregon wines tend to be that. Um, it's just a little bit more friendlier when ordering multiple glasses of. <laughs> you can drink more of it, you know. Right. Yeah. That heavy, heavy cab or the, yeah. you know, something from California is, you know, it's, it sits heavy on your palate, yeah. you know. Yeah. And it's, but for Shiraz. You'll, yeah. find that you'll find that you can, you know, when you're at a restaurant, people are going to be probably ordering more mm-hmm. of our wines, more glasses than you would on a super, you know, heavy fruit forward mm-hmm. varietal. Yeah, drinking a uh, bottle of Napa Cab is not the same as drinking you know, a bottle, bottle of Willamette Pinot. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Apples yeah. and oranges. Yeah. About 4% difference sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I see some of those. Like 15.5%. How, I mean, how do you... Yeah. How do you even... Australia's got some 16 and 16.5. Yeah. Uh, Isn't it? Wines. Uh, what is it? Like over 16.5 than the, the yeast dyes or something like that? So you just don't see it, um, but then those wines are yeah. yeah. We do we make a, a Zinfandel that is super high in alcohol. Yeah. Oh, you do? Yeah, yeah. Like, so. is it a dessert Zin? No, no, no. Just, you get it from Lodi, is what you said. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. You get it from Lodi. Oh well, there you go. But yeah. I mean, we, I think one. I mean, it was the year that we picked the grapes. It was super hot year, and like <laughs> portion of the grapes were like must have been raisins or something. It was really, really, <laughs> you know, with sugar comes alcohol yeah. and. It was a it was a it was a big, big mm-hmm. zen, but uh you know sixteen percent sixteen uh-huh. and a half it's, and we do make a we make a reserve Pinot Noir too that's uh, hopefully I'll get be able be able to get some distribution out here mm-hmm. considering our tasting room is closed in Oregon yeah it's not fully closed I mean it's it's there's a lot a lot of you know restrictions in mm-hmm. Oregon right now um, so the tasting room only wines that we had you know we can now have available mm-hmm. out here in distribution which is which is great for me because then that means I get to drink some. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. But we make a Pinot Noir that's 15.5%. Wow. No doubt. Yeah. Single vineyard, Wolfville, 
six six seven Pinot Noir and that lots old of, knock your socks sun uh, exposure. Knock your it's socks gotta up. be. We um, so we we about a month before harvest we prune a bunch, mm-hmm. and so the clusters that are remaining come harvest are like, you know, they put those Napa cab grapes to shame. These wow. are like robust Space heaters all through the right, robust yeah. Pinot Noir yeah. clusters, and it is <laughs> outstanding. Outstanding. In fact, that was the vineyard that I lived on before I moved out here, and it was still pretty well balanced. Then with the oh, it's, it's the most. And yep. I mean, we the, I call, like to call it like a campfire in a glass. 100% new oak. Mm. It's smoky. It's uh, we only make a, like three or four barrels of it, but yeah, do we have it's that outstanding. Writing that down, Brian. Yes. Layers. <laughs> yeah. If you want a Pinot Noir with layers, I look forward to trying that. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely everyone at the yeah. winery's favorite. It's just. Not necessarily a wine that we can afford every day. Yeah, yeah. So we moved on to the rosé. Is this Pinot Noir? Yeah, so there's a little bit of Pinot Noir. You pick up the floral notes from the muscat. I'll tell you what, if I was tasting this truly blind, I would think this is a red wine. Normally normally that rosé's got that like circus peanut thing going on. Yeah. But this one just just screams. Yeah, it's one of Oregon's top selling rosés. Yeah. Of course, it sells a lot better in the summertime than it does in the wintertime, but... We've hey, only what been... the rosé sell well all the time anymore? I think. Yeah, now it's it's yeah. becoming more of a yeah. thing. It's, I mean, rosé sections. You go to the grocery store and you'll see rosé section mm-hmm. section just grow and grow and grow. You know, it's same with, um, I mean, canned wines. The next thing, you know, canned yep. wine and different, you know, different packaging that mm-hmm. uh, producers are coming up with box wine and yep. you'll see high end wines one day in yeah. box and cans and. I almost guarantee sooner or later you're going to start seeing bagged wines. That'll fit inside the camelbacks for skiers, because I know I've looked for that. (laughs) That's a great idea. I like where you're going with that. (laughs) I will tell you that we haven't been ahead of the curve in a lot of things here in Iowa, but I'll tell you right here in this store, we were way ahead of the curve when it comes to rosés. I mean, we—I've always been a big rosé fan, Mm -hmm. and we bucked the curve. I mean, you remember even eight years ago, we had—I bet we have what forty rosés right now, Uh, if if not more. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, a lot. in all price points you know no one would ever thought we've got 40 50 rosés in here mm-hmm. and um we definitely were ahead of the curve on that yeah. well it's you a know. sneaky way to get someone into a dry wine yep. too yep mm-hmm. it is like they'll, they'll taste it and sweet. i like this this is sweet i was like no yeah. it's not i mean we came out with a classic rosé this is a classic mm-hmm. and it then is. and then a, you know in the last uh you know the couple years following the, the release of this then we came out with a pinot noir rosé and then we came out with a Pinot Noir Rosé sparkling, mm. and now we make a Maréchal Foch sparkling. And I mean, our rosé portfolio just within yeah. our own brand is just expanding. You know, and, I, and you'll see that carry out into mm-hmm. the grocery stores too. A lot of people are coming out with rosés, but yeah. man, this is this is tasting good yeah, right now. It oh, it's I don't taste it very much, but this yeah. is, this is good. This is really good. Well, and when I get kind of palate fatigued from tasting wines all the time, and uh, like rosé is my default anymore. I just bad you know, merch glue. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I said that. Yeah. Well, but I put it. What? What did you just say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said Elmer's glue. Yeah. yeah. That's in yeah. my camel bag. Yeah. So, that helps with the yard sales. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Start cartwheeling them. The <laughs> yard sales. <laughs> I'm gonna need a little more. Yeah. Yeah. So you had mentioned that you guys make a lot of different wines, and when you mm-hmm. said the uh, the Pinot, you know, only three barrels of. Yeah. Is there anything that you just make for your family you know, that, yeah, that only you guys drink? And that's yeah, it. that's funny you mentioned yeah. that because yeah. we didn't talk about this at all before. No, no. Is, yeah, we, we have a little club called the Gleaners Club. Okay, and so um, oh, when that. the crew yeah. goes, when the crew goes um, yeah. through the vineyards and picks everything, yeah. they they are incredibly fast. Mm-hmm. They go through there. Oh, it's so amazing! Fast. Yeah, I've seen I mean, if, if you go out there and harvest and you look underneath the vines and watch people go, like, there's no way. Yeah. They're going so fast. It's like a bunch you of know? Edward Scissorhands running through there. Just, <laughs> just, just, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, we, we I, not me personally, I live in Wisconsin now, but mm-hmm. um, my dad has a group of friends called the Gleaners Club, mm-hmm. and um, we go out and pick everything that the, the workers miss. Mm-hmm. And then we gather everything up, and then we have our winemaker um, make a wine just for us. Oh, cool. And make it a little differently than what you know we normally do with the juice so if we want to you know we experiment with it it's very Mm -hmm. small production but there's about what is it so i would say 20 of them Mm -hmm. 20 of 20 friends and they make about 20 cases total for each person for each barrel each person so 10 uh what is it so 
10 cases of red, 10 cases of white. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so if, and then if they want to do something like really, like, I think this year they're going to do like a, they're getting like some Tempranillo grapes and they're not going to pick it, but they're going to get some like leftover, like some, some fruit down from down South in yeah. Rogue Valley and, mm-hmm. and incorporate that. So they'll have two reds and a white and you know, it's a lot of couples, right? Mm-hmm. So some, some couples like only drink white. So it's like, yeah. okay, well they'll trade and mix, mix and match. Like, Oh, I, I want all red. And, but, uh, some amazing juice. Huh. Amazing juice. So these winemakers are just you know people you guys have known for years. No, it's our winemaker, uh, Steve Anderson. Steve. No, Anderson. I mean the the people that glean. Oh, that these in. these yeah. are just friends of my dad. Oh, you know, that's it's, awesome. it's family and friends, and my uh, dad's. Um, you know, how do I become a friend of your dad? That's what I want to know. It's it's <laughs> you will meet him. In fact, yeah. you'll meet him sooner than you know, sooner than you think. Cool. Now that I live out here, because he's right behind you. No, wait. No, no. <laughs> he comes out here all the time, so you'll meet him and our winemaker. You know, in the near future, for one sure. One of the um, cool, or not, well, I guess it's kind of cool. Some of the experimentation that's going on out there is unfiltered and unfined and mm-hmm. kind of petting that and the, some of that crazy stuff. Right. Have you guys, like when you talk about gleaners, have you messed around with any of that at all or um, just kind of? Not not necessarily um, with with being like an unfiltered. Yeah. There are some There are some wines that, you know, we have more on that really, really earthy, high mineral taste profile that... Uh, you'll find that we, you know, wine, all wines filtered, right? Yeah. Yep. Some wines we kind of want to leave it mm-hmm. as that, uh, you know, that unfiltered, but not, not to the point where you get a little cloudiness every, to it. Yeah. You know, you don't want sediment yeah. in every drink, right? Yeah. Every sip. Yeah. But um, yes, the answer is yes, that we, we, we do to that just uh, on a very small level. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of cool. I mean, it, yeah. Stoltman does a little bit of that too. Peter Stoltman, I don't know if you know, uh, down in California. Yeah, he was... Yeah, yeah. No, Jeff was talking about him. He's doing there. some yeah. weird stuff with that. I just, I personally like stuff like that. I think mm-hmm. that kind of the, the off the beaten path and kind of the funky. We do stuff a lot is, of stuff off the beaten path. Yeah. Like no, for I, sure. that's it. Sounded like we make a we make her. a you know a Colheda port you know in 1996 through 2001 you know port that's been in the barrel for a long long time. How do we get our hands on that? Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, I'm, it I'm is unreal. And I'm mm. sorry, I know you're a poor guy. So I, <laughs> yeah, we did, a, we did a class. Uh, it was Madeira, but we did a class. Uh, the one of them we had was a 33, mm-hmm. and then what a 54, mm-hmm. and that was an amazing class. Yeah, you got to try that too, I think, didn't you? No, I didn't. I had another tasting that night. Oh, okay. But we we've had um, you guys have had Barthelm and Broadman, yeah, on kind of the King of Madeira on, and that guy has more. He's got he's got have. more damn Madeira in his house than most most people <laughs> yeah, have in their wine say shop. He kept, keeps it in the trunk <laughs> of his car he just to see just to see what it's like, yeah. to see what it would taste yeah. like after. And a it year. tasted just fine. <laughs> That's where I like to keep most of my mm-hmm. wine is in the trunk of my car. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh hold on for a second. Let me run mm-hmm. out to my car. That's where I have all my best wine. Yeah, yeah. You know, when I was I in Oregon, no one ever. When I was in Oregon, that's that's honestly what I did. A lot of you know. We now have three or two other sales reps in Oregon now, and that's what you could do, but you can't yeah. do that in Wisconsin. No, no. it's either too hot or too yeah, cold. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, But it's great when you need to get your white your whites chilled. Yeah, and you got endless amounts of snow around you at all times. Yeah, you can you chill know. pretty quickly in you Wisconsin. Know, you know, I paid for a lot of ice in Oregon. Yeah, you don't my cooler do that much mine. anymore. Yep. <laughs> no. In fact, I did it today for the first time in yeah about a year. <laughs> Spring has sprung. Oh, Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, mm-hmm. kind of has. You guys want to try the next wine? Absolutely. What are we on here? Yeah, we're... Chardonnay. Nice. Mm-hmm. This has kind of been the sleep. You know, mm-hmm. this is the Cinderella. Speaking <laughs> of March Madness, this is. <laughs> Speaking of March, yeah, it's a Chardonnay made from 100 percent Pinot Noir. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <right. That's> a... <laughs> yeah. How did you do that? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> magic it's complex yeah. well we sent it down to one of those uh you know glycerin uh factories down in yeah in california the ones that yeah i'm just we loving this rosé i'll be over here in my rosé we make uh, three different chardonnays so we make a, a brute um sparkling chardonnay we make a classic chardonnay what we're having right now and then we make a reserve barrel select chardonnay and uh the two still Chardonnays couldn't be like they're polar opposites. Oh, One's wow. more of that California, perfectly mm-hmm. balanced between butter and oak. 
And this one's got, you definitely pick up oak, not super heavy oak, mm -hmm. but it's got a lot more acidity to it. So this is like that food pairing sharp. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Probably one of the best values that we have in our portfolio, considering it's line price with all the other whites. But oh, really? of course, there's more cost of goods. You yeah. know, right. When you're barrel fermenting, it's, mm -hmm. a barrel costs a lot of money. Mm -hmm. But not super oaky, mm -hmm. right? So new new oak, uh, what ten percent? Ten percent, and then how long will you use? About ten months. Ten months, but mm -hmm. you'll how many times will you reuse that barrel? That oak? Yeah. Oh, uh, usually, uh, usually a barrel has about four different yeah. vintages. You know, you yeah. get four different terms, and then it becomes neutral. Mm -hmm. And then you take it out in the pasture and shoot it. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. That's yeah. a sad day for yeah. a barrel. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, do they? Do you think they know they? they it's coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, it's uh, yeah, just push it into traffic. <laughs> yeah, sorry, old friend, and just right into traffic. Uh, it's really yeah. Yeah, there's a demand for barrels oh, out there. Yeah, yeah, barrel art and mm -hmm. you know yeah. potter like you know. Well, the little uh, planners, uh, lazy not lazy Susan. Yeah, yeah, the, the yeah lazy, lazy Susan. We yeah. sell them in here where they just cut the top off yeah. of it and right. Um, yep. Yep. I got a buddy back home that you know when we when we have retired barrels, he comes in and buys and I swear like. What he produces out of these things are yeah. crazy. Pretty nice. Like furniture and stuff or more yep. art? Okay. Uh, yeah. Tables, furniture, fire oh, pits. We need to talk um, then. I might be in the Candle holders. Like then he'll break them up. I mean, he does crazy amount of things with them. Like and candle hold, like like menorah? Like you know, like if you were to like, just take the actual, okay. if you break the barrel, take okay. off yeah. the bands and yeah, the sports and, and yeah. those things make perfect little candle holders. Uh, it's oh, hard to, interesting. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because they lay down the little tea lights in them. And then you just... Yeah. Little holes, yeah. But the amount of artwork, I guess you could say, yeah. is endless what you could do with yeah. barrels. Well, that's mm -hmm. nice. Mm -hmm. So you said 10% new? Mm hmm. Yeah. And our, sure reserve, our reserve barrel select Chardonnay is my dad's favorite. Mm -hmm. This is go to. Um, but it's just that it's got a, a perfect balance of butter and milk. But you, you sell those too? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Uh -huh. Yep. We sell that in distribution as well. Um, and I believe maybe someday that we'll have it here in Iowa. A little but butterscotch, mm -hmm. you know? Oh, yeah. In the back of the palate. Look at you. Always thinking toasted, about scotch. Toasted marshmallow. Yep. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Good, yep. good yeah. point. You know, I feel like our wines, I... I Chardonnay was the last varietal that I got on board with, yeah. right? Chardonnay, I guess, some, you know, sweeter wines in general are my last ones that I'm going to be on board with. But Chardonnay was one that took a while. Mm -hmm. And then I finally got a seafood cookout for my birthday one time that my fiance coordinated and I changed my life. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm a Chardonnay fan. We had an yeah. elevated Chardonnay tasting with some seafood that we caught on the boat one day. Oh, I'm like, wow. ugh, I found a home for Chardonnay and that's yeah. seafood. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, with... Uh I think Chardonnay, when I first started drinking wine, maybe 15 years ago or so, and uh, there's a guy at the little wine shop I went to, and he, he made the statement that I, I tell people to this day when I hear, I don't like Chardonnay, I like Chardonnay, and all the Chardonnay is a lot like chicken. You really see what a winemaker can do. Because mm -hmm. It's kind of like a chef. You can make mm -hmm. a lot of different things yep. out of it. And when right. you get a great winemaker... It doesn't really matter the style of the Chardonnay that's being made. Mm -hmm. They make that style incredibly well. Right. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, and our, our winemaker did mm -hmm. a great job with this mm -hmm. wine, too. What's uh, 90 points? Retail on this one about? About the same. Yeah. So really, 17, yeah, 18 you'll find Yeah, you'll find our wines anywhere from on the shelf from, you know, 12 to 17. Mm -hmm. It just depends. You know, it's, every yeah. market's different. Mm -hmm. In New York... You won't find a, one of our white wines under twenty bucks, you know. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> are you from New York? No, no, I should. Oh. He's laughing because I'm eating food here. Oh, can yeah. you hear it? I just. Oh, just are you really? Yeah. Well, that was random. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were laughing because of that. That's he crazy. Is from New York, though. Oh, yeah. that's wild. No. <laughs> that was wild. New York, Iowa, though. Wait, we have, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, seriously, yeah. you go through through Iowa and you have, there's a, you know, like a Lisbon, a Madrid, or Madrid, you know. Jamaica. Yeah, Jamaica, Jamaica Iowa. Iowa. I mean, it's just, 
like all tell London, Iowa, Jamaica, Iowa. Mm-hmm. all through. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like everyone came out. You know, we're on the, the wagon train there and decided. Well, I'm just going to name this after my hometown. Yeah, and we're just going to start all over again. So I noticed a lot of the same uh-huh. same names in Wisconsin out yeah. in Oregon. Yeah, you know, and mm-hmm. for some reason I'm drawing yeah, a blank for them. Salem, <laughs> yeah. and then Oregon, um, yeah. Wisconsin, yeah. and then uh, West Bend. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of them, and yeah. I for we some reason there's a winery in Oregon called Inky. Oh, really? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I, I was like, honestly, I noticed that when I lived in in Wisconsin for a little while too. I was looking, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, are you sure yeah. I'm not in Oregon? <laughs> yeah. I had a hard time figuring out all the names of every place when I moved out here to the Midwest. I, I feel like most people. That's like with most people. One funny one, actually, when I drove out from Oregon to Wisconsin is uh, Debequois. Oh, Debequois. <laughs> I was like, I was calling my fiance. I was like, I'm in Debequois. And they all started like, where? <laughs> I was like, you mean Dubuque? I'm like, oh, oh my God. God. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, and then still today they make a joke about it. But yeah. some of the names in Wisconsin, though, are unreal. It was a town just outside of... Uh, um Yeah. Outside of, I think it's north of uh, um, Madison. Mm-hmm. It's called Wanaki. Yeah. Okay. So I think their their mascot is the Warriors, mm-hmm. and they're purple. It's a purple W. Yeah. When I moved up there, just outside of Des Moines, is Waukee, the Warriors, purple. Oh. And I looked yeah. around. I saw someone wearing their shirt up there, and I, you know, I was working at a place in the mall at the time, and I said, "Oh, hey, you from?" From Iowa? Mm-hmm. No. And they looked at me like I'd been stalking them or something. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> and I, was, I was like, yeah, the Warriors. You know, like, yeah. I know that you're from Iowa. And they're like shaking their head at me, <laughs> you know, pulling their children closer yeah. and <laughs> like walking away. <laughs> uh, all right. We're on to the classic Pinot Noir. It's our flagship. Flagship red. Uh, this has been number one or number two selling Pinot Noir in Oregon for... How many cases you sell this year? Or how much do you make a year? Good question. Yeah. I don't even know Sorry, exactly how much. Because we make so many different Pinot yeah. Noirs now. I don't, our, you know, we is have our classic num- Pinot. This is your number one selling. Oh, wine. yeah. This yeah. is our number one seller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we, at least 10 cases a year. At least. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, now that we've, we've ramped up, I mean, we, obviously, the more the, the more different packaging that we make with Pinot Noir, the less it takes away from our classic Pinot Noir. Mm-hmm. So we make... Like I said, we make almost 10 different Pinot Noirs mm-hmm. when it comes to the sparkling and the Pinot Noir Rosé and then the... Um, I want to try all of these. Classic Pinot, Reserve Barrel Select, Lacriol, mm-hmm. the Wolf Hill, the Fossil Block. It just goes... Mm-hmm. It just we, Those are all different names of our different Pinot Noirs. Mm-hmm. But yeah, someday, you know what? We'll do an elevated Pinot Noir tasting. Mm. And that's... You know, one day I actually yeah. today I think I'm, I said I might have set up a wine dinner and yeah. done an elevated or an elevated wine, we'll red, wine pinot noir. We'll do a wine dinner. You oh. start with a sparkling pinot. Yep. The mm-hmm. only thing we're missing is a dessert pinot noir, mm-hmm. right? So we have Which a sparkling pinot noir. Yep. Yeah, you got a yep. couple of years. That's a. I know. All right. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> you need to, so you need to talk to Steve. I got a little vanilla on this too. Mm-hmm. On the, if you're uh, looking for a. Oh yeah. If you're looking for a. Pinot Noir that truly expresses what Willamette Valley offers. That's our classic Pinot Noir. Same price point, seventeen, eighteen. Um, yeah, right, right, right. under twenty. Yeah, 20. under twenty. Wow. No yeah. kidding. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's really nice. Yeah, yeah. See, that's always you know what I tell people. I find a Pinot Noir that I like. It's usually hard to find that under thirty dollars. Oh right, right. And yeah. even and under twenties, yeah, know, that's a unicorn. A lot of times, to find <laughs> yeah, a, right. Find a great Pinot under twenty. Mm-hmm. You know, it's. I mean, it'd be different. I'm sure if I was living in the Willamette, you know. Yeah, then, we're spoiled out there. If you yeah. like Pinot, yeah. But yeah, tons of incredible Pinot Noir producers mm-hmm. out there in Willamette Valley. And so was Pinot the first thing that the that your winery made back in the no, day? No, we made yeah. Chardonnay. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So originally when planting the vineyards, he mm-hmm. planted Chardonnay because back then no one knew what was growing yeah. good and whatnot. We're, you know, we were the 38th licensed winery in Oregon, yeah. so no one really knew what was successful at that point. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, we soon realized that Pinot Noir and, you know, crisp whites, you know, with Pinot Gris and mm-hmm. was, was the varietal choice with, with Chardonnay as well. But um yeah, Pinot Noir, I, I, I don't honestly know when it started becoming like n- globally recognized because at some point, you know, 
you go over to Burgundy and you mm-hmm. say Oregon Pinot Noir and they they know. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like we know that Burgundy's got some amazing, you know, Pinots out there, but yeah, I don't know, at some point, you know, with our with our growing climates we realize that like we can grow a hell of a Pinot Noir. Yep. 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 What is it, Druin? It has uh, uh, Druin's uh, got some both uh, here and in France. I mean, yeah, that would have been right. I think in the early eighties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're French. Yeah, I've been to both that's winery. why they like Oregon so much. I've been to both wineries. So similar. Yeah. yeah. In fact, I'm gonna give a shout out to um, their recent Cloudline Rosé. Oh yeah, outstanding. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Their 2020 vintage. Where we had a really bad. Forgot about that. We yeah. had really bad fires this last year. Like really bad. Yeah. We were lucky enough that we had a lot of wind coming through um, the Ola Hills area, and we didn't have anything settle. We had no smoke taint. But, unfortunately, a lot of our neighbors did. And Domain Durin, their cloud line, they put all their Pinot Noir into their rosé. One of the best rosés for the price that I've tried. Yeah. Well, I think rose. we've had that before here. Oh, have we? Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. Unbelievable. That, yeah. yeah, unbelievable. Well, with the heavier winds, so Eola is... Kind of at that southern. Is it close to? Is it the Van Duzer Gap where? It yeah. Comes? So the Van Duzer yeah. corridor is corridor, where yeah. is where a lot of the wind comes through and okay. helps us out when it comes to, mm-hmm. you know, we and it not only just with with smoke but it pushes all the clouds. <laughs> we have you know we have a significant less rainfall than someone just five down, five miles down the road. Oh no kidding. Yeah, it's wild. Huh. It is wild. Just someone on the other side, you know, of Viola Hills, mm-hmm. to the left of us has. A ton more rainfall than we do, so I get the heavy we have bigger winds. yields. I get the heavy winds after eating Mexican food. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, you know, I had to do the, you know, I had yeah. to do the fourteen-year-old yeah. joke. I mean, well, you just have or, to put that in there. Or scallops, <laughs> yeah, or scallops. I mean, I mean, maybe, you know, scallops. I mean we can take it back yeah. to seafood too. Yeah, we can't, <laughs> you know, the, it yeah. doesn't have to just be Mexican yeah. food. Yeah, yeah, and and we do. Or, or, we or, call that or my wife would well. tell you that I get the heavy winds when I drink water. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, and then you yeah. have to sleep in the van <laughs> so I, down by the river. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway. No, I, I, I love Pinot Noir, and I mean there are not a lot of great varietals that I would say that about. You know, I I like a lot. You know, I'm kind of a wine agnostic. I'm a booze agnostic. I'll drink a lot <laughs> of stuff. But but with Pinot, I mean it just it's so wonderful to find. You know this light expression with that hint, like Brian said, like there's like that hint of vanilla on the nose, mm-hmm. which I think is what gets way overdone in California mm-hmm. where they just, they basically play off of that because everybody loves vanilla. Mm-hmm. Vanilla covers up anything bad. You know, everything, you know, you oak the tar. Right. Out of something <laughs> yeah, right. and, yep. I mean, you put some vanilla lotion sure. on yep. and you know, they don't <laughs> smell that you some, have some suntan lotion you know, on. Yeah. You didn't forget your deodorant. Right. You know, you've been out jogging, your feet smell, you know, whatever. <laughs> well, you know, just get a little bit of, of vanilla. <laughs> well, all kidding aside, Cure that's all. what I like yeah. about Oregon wine yeah. in, in somewhat uh, Washington is is the terroir yeah. and that, that parallel. If you yeah. take, mm-hmm. it, take it right across into Burgundy. Mm-hmm. Matt and I, I love Burgundy. I mean, mm-hmm. I, and I like Oregon wine as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's My cellar is full of both. Yeah. I want to go there someday. That's what I, really I go do. to. I mean, that's Never my been go-to there, wine. We, and we have a... We, you kind of sell what you like and drink what you like, obviously. And we've got a yeah. pretty extensive burgundy collection in, nice. in here because yeah. we like it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like it, you can't be friends. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'd imagine I would like it as well. Yeah. Oh, I guarantee you. It would. Yeah. Yeah. You got to you got to make a trip. What's the over. price points? I mean, I'm kind of curious. Is it they kind of run the gamut? I mean, obviously they're going to be a little more expensive to up into the hundreds of dollars, but you know, a good Borgonia can a decent Borgonia can be. 20 bucks, yeah, right? 20 mm-hmm. 30, I think, is a good yeah. place to start. Uh, our friends at yeah. uh, Okoboji have some pretty good uh, entry level. Take it. Take it, Gary, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Maison yeah. L'Envoyer has always been good to us. Yeah. And, uh, yep. So, that's uh, that's yeah. uh, Old Bridge Cellars, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Which we love. I don't know if you know those folks mm-hmm. or not. Yeah. No. Nope. Good supplier. Mm-hmm. Nice. So. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I don't know. I think I. I was just happy to do this so that I could get to this wine. So I mean, I, I mean, I want, really wanted to taste that white Pinot, but anyway, I'll, I'll settle for a red Pinot. I just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for those we, of you listening, uh, it yeah. was uh, an unfortunate mishap that one of the. Wines I would have really liked to have a white Pinot, but that didn't yeah. happen, yeah. right, Jeff? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Yanishek, we're talking to you. Yeah, he's he's getting he's, mic'd he's up. getting mic'd up, so yeah, he can be part of after hours. That's dangerous. <laughs> yeah, that's dangerous. Yeah. You're gonna mic him up. Yeah. 
All right. Can I have a button to... Yeah, is there a button we can mute him? Whatever. No, I'm not necessarily concerned about that with you. That was more of some of our other guests. You know, I just want to be able to mute you. <laughs> it was nice, and yeah. then you made it mean. <laughs> it was nice, and you had to go ugly. Yeah, kind of like a mute button on a wife. I mean, you want to be able to do that too. Andrea, I love you, by the way. And uh, hopefully, luckily, podcasts. luckily, the cool thing Sorry, is my, I'll be, my earphones aren't working. I didn't the cool hear that. thing is I, I'll be home yeah. before she hears this. So uh, <laughs> right. she, yeah, and she won't listen. to I it don't know. Let me. Uh, uh, yeah, don't do that. Is Matt, my, uh, Matt, is my contract texting good, or her? Can I <laughs> texting her? I'm already gonna be in the doghouse from that comment. Uh, Okay. Well, we got some. Let's let's wrap this up, right. and then um, we'll carry on with uh, after hours. Sounds good. We and, got a couple uh, more wines. Yeah, we got a couple more wines and some more banter, and I can go and, uh, and Matt's going to take his pants off. It's going <laughs> to. It well, we didn't tell you about that, Matt. We always do after hours. Matt takes yeah. his pants. off. I put them back on. Well, after the, after yeah <laughs> tomorrow yeah. But uh, all right, guys. Well, thanks. I don't stand a lot though, so. So that evens it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Some, but not a lot. Appreciate your time. <laughs> of course. And uh, we'll see you on the radio. Me. Cheers. Drink some Yola. <laughs>